Hi, this is Nancy Yearout, and welcome to High Road to Humanity. And Kim, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge is here to visit us. And welcome to High Road, Kimberly. Thank you so much. I'm excited to have her. You guys, we're going to discuss her research. She uses state-of-the-art technology for alternative health combined with the energy healing fields. She's also going to share some of her personal paranormal experiences, along with how she uses her psychic abilities to help people. This is going to be a fun show. So she's a really talented lady, and we're lucky to have her here. Before I get into reading her bio, when we get into it today, I do want to talk about what's happening in the world. This is Hirochi Humanity, and I want to talk about the hazardous, hazardous air conditions that continue on the East Coast as the U.S. rushes firefighters to Canada. Um, all of these fires have started in Canada, like overnight, like there's 423 fires burning. Now, and then the people in New York, I'm just telling you what I've seen, okay? The people in New York are on TikTok showing the sky is orange, okay? They can't see. They're telling people to stay inside. This is what it says. It says, air quality alerts remain in effect in the United States, in the Northeast and Midwest, and might extend into Friday when the smoke is expected to disperse. New York City is expected to be hit by a fresh batch of smoke, which is likely to move onward into northern Northwest Pennsylvania and Northern Ohio by the end of the day. You know, they're trying to push this climate change thing and they started these fires. This is man-made, you guys. They're saying people were camping. This is not true. I, and this is what I think, and I can't wait to hear what Kimberly has to say, but I feel like there's something going on in the sky and they don't want us to see it because it's not just here, it's across the world. There are fires, you guys, going on across the world. What do you think, Kimberly? I want to get your intuitive take on this. I love that you said that because before all this started, um, for the last couple of weeks, I call one of my daughters and I'm like, we're like, the time is wrong. The light is wrong. It's too dim. There's like a, there's like a shading over all the light. Like even when it's like bright sun. So we noticed, interestingly enough, because people are talking about it's to cover something going on with the sun, which of mm -hmm. course I'm a sun simulator because with my vision, I can see the bulb. So I have no doubt that it's a simulator, but um, I saw some pictures earlier. Did you see the picture with like, it looks like the sun's on fire. I saw a picture it where there's like two suns. Oh no, I saw that one too. But there's one where like the sun's like on fire and I'm just wondering. No, I haven't. With my point of view, um, here we go already. I'm <laughs> going down the rabbit trail. But a lot of times, you know, our sun's being attacked possibly by enemy ships and stuff. And I even believe it could be, my information says there's been some pretty huge battles going on. As a matter of fact, the chemical spill train right. was a cover for a nearby um, alien battle. They used it to distract the attention while they cleaned up uh, the debris and the stuff that there was a big alien battle with debris. So, and I don't mean from underground, I mean from above above ground. So mm -hmm. a lot of this stuff is coded events to me and a lot of it, not all of it. I mean, of course we know they're scripted events for their own purposes, as you also said, or inferred, but I think a lot of it's to cover that we're not a closed system game. We're actually an open system game and, you know, the other races and other ships and other realities interspersed with ours all the time, but they have to keep us like dumbed down. And so, yeah, but we're not dumb anymore. <laughs> Well, you're definitely not. Your audience isn't. But 400, even just hearing you say, say, Nancy, 400, four, oh, really 400 people, 400 people were careless with campfires. Yeah, no. Right, right. No. Well, and really? then I saw this guy on TikTok. I have to say this. And I really feel like this is, you know, I almost stopped doing my angel readings on TikTok, but I didn't. Um, because, you know, I was listening to some of these people, oh, it's, you know, be careful, be careful, they can pick up your information. But you know why they don't want us to do it is because the real information is coming out on TikTok by real people. And this guy from Canada, I have to say, I should have, I looked at it last night, I should have written his name down. But he was an older gentleman, not too old, but he was retired, recently retired. And he is in Canada and he got a bunch of firefighters together who had just retired and said, all right, let's go help. And they wouldn't let them. Oh. I'm telling you, there's something else going on, girl. 
There's that's something going idea. on. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. <laughs> now I do want to mention that Pat Robertson, the broadcaster who helped make religion central to GOP politics, he dies at 93. This is uh, from the AP out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Pat Robertson, a religious broadcaster who, who turned a tiny Virginia station into the global Christian broadcasting network. Uh, he tried to run for president. I, did, I had forgotten that he did that and helped make religion central to Republican Party politics in America through his Christian coalition. He died at 93. You know, I watched the 700 Club off and on for years. And, you know, he was just so true blue. He was just like, God loves you. You know, he had such a wonderful message and it's he will be missed. Truly. Definitely an influence on uh, not just Christian broadcasting, but the broadcasting industry, you oh, know, yeah. as well, for sure. Yeah. And he wasn't afraid to say what he thought. And he got away with it. I love that. Yes, yeah, I did. need to be able to do that. You do do that, girl. <laughs> More. Anyway, um, Dr. Kimberly McGeorge is an international renowned naturopathic doctor. She's an energy healer, you guys. She's a remote viewer, which kind of makes me nervous. Paranormal expert and consciousness teacher. Her extensive client list includes some of the world's most talented healers. And for the past 25 years, you guys, she's worked on thousands of people around the world. And uh, she's got this huge extensive uh, bio, but I do want to mention that she's been working on this thing. It's a frequency master. It teaches how to master frequencies in your own life. So we're going to talk about that today. So Kimberly, take it away. Tell your story. Have you always been psychic? Could you always do remote viewing? Yeah. So, um, you know, you I always say you only know what's normal, you know, for you. So really the most poignant, you know, strong thing in my childhood that let me know that I was super different was um, I lived outside of Chicago and I go to bed at night and I was three, four and uh, I would hear the sirens. I'd hear the fire trucks, the police trucks, um, you know, go down this major road. And uh, as I heard them, I would cover my ears because why I would cover my ears wasn't the noise. The noise didn't bother me, but it was what the noise triggered, which the noise triggered movies, little movies. And some of the movies were fine. Um, and some of the movies were horrifying suicides, domestic violence, decapitated children from car accidents. Um, and it wasn't until many, many years later that I put together that if I could go back and match that siren that time with that movie, I bet it was exactly where that truck was going or that cop car or whatever. So that's how I knew, like I was a remote viewer. And of course that was unconscious remote viewing. Like I wasn't yeah it was being like kind of outside triggered but now I can control it so I've worked with a number of like paranormal teams and what I'll do and I can work with them all over the world and used to work for uh Shane Pittman of the Holzer Files I was his psychic medium wow. I say before he became famous <laughs> I should have stuck with you Shane <laughs> but, uh, but uh anyway no it was really cool because what I would do is he'd call me and he'd be like we're going to ABCD and I'd be like okay stop and I'd be like set up a camera here and he's like, who should we look for? And I'd be like, oh, there's a tall, older man with gray hair. His name's Bob. He will talk to you. He already told me he'll talk to you. So I was able to give them like all this information so that they could get better evidence and not waste their time. Because anyone that's ever been on a real paranormal investigation, even me who has mad abilities, they're boring as heck. Like you can literally sit there for five hours and nothing happens. There's nobody Kimberly, there. Kimberly, I don't mean to interrupt you, but as you're telling the story, I'm thinking, why didn't they just take you? Oh, well, they should have probably budget. Like I said, it was before he was famous budget. Yeah, he should have taken you with him. I mean, you're yeah, the real talent. Better. You're the he real deal. <laughs> there you go. You know? But, but, you know, I did that for other, you know, paranormal teams as well. So that's how, you know, one way I put my, you know, psychic abilities kind of to work, you know, to help, you know, paranormal yeah. teams. But my remote viewing anyway. Um, now, um, I don't do as much paranormal remote viewing, but inadvertently I do do remote viewing like my children will sometimes say mom and um there's kind of a difference between remote viewing but it's the same thing because I can buy and try locate so I can be talking to you and I can go to my daughter's house and I can tell you exactly where she is what she's doing and sometimes my kids will be like mom were you just in my house because I felt you like were you walking yeah. around and yeah. sometimes I check on them you know yeah and that's true because I will tell you that when someone tries to get into my energy field I can feel it and I now I'm to the point where I'll say, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I'll say, stay out of my field. Cause I bring a light in. I don't mind if they, how can I put this? I don't mind right. if they want energy, but then on the flip side, I I'm like, people need to create their own good light. Don't take my light. I, I don't mind it. Don't tap light. Yeah. And I get that a lot. And so I've learned to, and I ask, I don't know, I just figured it out. I push it out and I can feel them. And I just say, you're not welcome. I didn't invite you into my energy field. Stay out. That's the only thing I know to do. What do you, and it works. It seems like it works, Kimberly. It does. It's funny. Um, I have an ex-business partner who, um, from long ago and we're enemies and he's in this field. And, um, he was on a show one time and I was listening to the show that he was on, you know, like something like this, he's on the show yeah, and yeah. I was stalking him, you know, just wanted to drop in and see what he was up to. Listen right? to this. He stops in the middle of the show and he says out loud, he goes, somebody's in my energy field right now that I have a really strong connection with. And I know who you are. Then he called me up after the show and he goes, I can tell you exactly the minute you started listening yes. to that show. I'm like, yes. forget stalking you, you know? Yeah. So well, it's and really that's, yeah, no, but it's true. I can feel it. I get hot. I, it's a feeling that mm -hmm. I don't have that's normal. And I, and I'm so sensitive now, like before I wouldn't have known it. Like people stole my energy. My ex-husband stole it for years and I didn't realize now I do. Oh, yeah. My, right. That's you know really good. Yeah. Yes. That's so good. Well, I don't um, know. You know what's so funny? I mean, we're jumped. You know, it's interesting since the, you know what, and you know what, all that stuff happened that yeah. we all went through for a couple of years yeah. um, and people got, you know what, we've seen like holes blown in people's fields. And uh, what's so interesting is, and, really? and that was a quantum weapon, by the way. Wait a so minute. So people don't know. Okay. Talk about this, Kimberly. I mean, we can't say it because they've I know. No, I know. I've been warned. I'm like, you know what? You know what? So you guys have to figure out what the you know what's are. But okay. So it was a quantum weapon. So when we say quantum weapon, that's why they, I don't even want to say that word, but that's why they say you can be near somebody who had it and right. it affects you. Yes. It was created to be that. It's an all time, all space weapon. So if you chose to get that, that's fine. It's just a game. Like who cares? However, because it's a quantum weapon, some of the effects of that will carry after you pass and it will affect you in different ways. But one of the things we've seen is that people that had that have these the, there's a hole blown in their auric field. It's actually over their left shoulder. It's always right here. Oh my God. And we can close it. But as soon as you go around, even I, I never used to get jumped. I didn't used to get jumped with entities, uh, not very easily because I grew up doing exorcisms. I did my first exorcism when I was 20. So we think of possession as like, you know, Rosemary's baby and all these horror movies and the Catholic church, how they do it. But what we're seeing in unprecedented, I just taught a whole class on this, uh, like a 14, 15 hour class on this, wow. but, um, about, you know, possession and merging and that what you're talking about is like merging people, like coming in top line, merging with your yeah. energy. Yeah. So that is actually one form of possession. Maybe they're not inside your body, but you know, they're inside your energy field. Yeah. They're really close. Right. And sucking it or catching. Right. Um, but what we're seeing now is full possession. So even me, a lot of, I can get so easily jumped by going to Walmart because right. there's these people that have quantum weapon and they have more entities in them and more energies and more consciousness. And we're seeing unprecedented, including with me last night, I got jumped opening an email Monday after class, which I should have turned my camera off, which is another thing you guys need to understand is that this is all black mirror quantum technology. So all your computers, all your phones, all your tablets, so your I need TVs, to turn my, I need, I need to turn my TV off or not my TV, but my computer off at night. Oh, for sure. Cause oh. it, it'll, they'll just, in. they'll just funnel in. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's just a, it's a black I want to stop you a second because a couple things you said that really hit me. Okay. So since we're talking about this stuff today, all right. So when I send somebody to the light, they come to me and yes. they're stuck and I send them to the light. I tell them to look yes. over their left shoulder. Interesting. Okay. And they do, and they see the light and that's how they go. Now you just told me that's where they're being affected. That is so bizarre. Mm, there, that might not be an accident. Maybe that's why I'm seeing unprecedented amounts of human discarnates trapped here. And I don't know if you are too, but I am, I'm having more people coming to me. Uh, and I, and how do I know if that's my sight getting better or if that's more beings? More I'm people. not sure, but right. yeah getting stuck in this, you know, third, fourth dimension, instead of moving on past, you right. know what I'm saying? Right. Out of the game. Right. 
And I just wonder if that can prevent people or if people are just afraid. I don't know. We all have the silver cord. I talked to a guy a couple of weeks or I don't know, last week about the silver cord and how it's attached. And he was talking about um, visions he had when people go to heaven. And so, you know, I think a lot of times people are afraid and that's why they don't go. What do you think, Kimberly? Oh, we are, especially in the West, historically undereducated about death. Death is celebrated and I would celebrate it too. So um, my daughter's, my oldest daughter's husband gets really mad at Brian and I, cause my oldest daughter, cause we joke about death all the time. Like we do, we take it very, very lightly. Now we don't take the grief of anyone very lightly at all, but talking about ourselves, which is right. you know, our prerogative, we take it very, very lightly right. because, you know, I've been in this game a lot. I don't know, you know, what you believe about past lives, you know, reincarnation, but mm-hmm. I've been here many times. I'm ready. Right. This is, I always say, Enjoy it while you can, or don't enjoy it. Don't worry yeah, about me. I so, think this is my last lifetime. But I say, I say that all the time. I'm like, this is my last lifetime. And he gets I'm not really doing mad. it again. I swear I'm not doing it again. But so people are afraid because they're not taught that when you pass from the body, and you know this, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You're the exact same person. If I was to drop dead right now, I would drop dead with the same personality, with the same unprocessed, this is important, traumas, with the same lack of memory. You don't get your memory back instantly. You don't. You don't depending what your choices are. And in the in-between lives, you definitely don't usually get your memory back all the way, but we have so much power. We are fire creation. We're part of the all you guys can choose. If you want to go to heaven, I call it the heaven ship because we have pictures of it from NASA. So we know there's a ship that looks exactly like how the Bible describes heaven. That's a whole nother story. But if you want to go to the heaven ship, have at it. I I have no interest in going there. I want to continue to be a healer. I'm going to go forward in time a little bit and reunite with my soul family and heal on a different kind of ship. But that's beside the point. The point is you guys can create where you want to go. If you believe you're going to hell, I do think, Nancy, people go to hell. There's a lot of hell realms out there. Well, yeah, because we're creating this. That's it. Yeah, we're creating it with our thought. Now, see, I want to go back to God. I want to go back to heaven. I want to go back to God, though. Yeah, I do. Oh, my gosh. I've never met anybody who said that. I want to go back to God. Oh, my gosh. You're amazing. That's crazy. I've never heard anybody (laughs) say that. No, I'm sorry. I don't mean crazy in a bad way. I'm just, I would say. Now, you know, I've told people on the show, I'm an angelic soul in this body. And it's been really hard for me here. That makes sense. And so. me too. Right. Not an angel soul, but. Well, oh, that but, makes sense why you would want to go all the way back. Yeah, I want to go back. I really do. And there's nobody that I like that much that I want to see. You don't want to I hang don't. out or go to another reality. I or really don't. No. You're like, I'm out, out, no, out. No, no. And it's funny because, and, and I don't want to make this about me, but I, when you say this, it make, makes me think, you know, um, I have gotten rid of so many people since my last name became Year Out. And... I had, yeah, I had, um, Sharon, uh, what's her, her, Sharon Lynn Wyeth on the show. And she told me, and I didn't even realize, she said, since you got that name and I'm divorced now, she said, but when you took that name, you got rid of all the other people you're out. And it took me for her to say that to me, to get it, to really get it. I love that. Anyway, I'm just telling you, because there's some people, I, you know, like some people don't want to go back and see their relatives. No, no. I always say that. Well, the other thing is, and you know this too, I don't know totally all the work you do, but people are all like, you know, can you talk to my grandma? And I'm like, yeah, sure. If your grandma wants to talk to you, like if you're yeah. an honest medium, like these are free will beings, you know, you can't, well, you can, but I don't know if I'd want to do that. You can't like make people appear you know, they might be having the time of their life. Grandma might be doing like something you don't even want to know what she's doing. Like she might not want to come and talk to you. Like people are so funny. We're just so undereducated about like the in-between lives and, and all the dimensions and everything. We're just, oh, we just don't get taught. You know, I think the Eastern religions do a much better job yes, I of agree. teaching about uh, death and about, I was just talking about this in one of my classes, how they burn a lot of the bodies. Why do they burn the bodies? People are like so horrified that in some cultures, um, India, different cultures that they, they burn most of the bodies. Well, Mm -hmm. they burn the lower frequency bodies because, um, you know, entities and stuff can jump in and affect the mourners and they do it to protect the mourners. And then they leave the saints bodies because they're so high frequency and they leave their bodies whole because they're continuing to radiate high frequency, you know? 
Okay. Wow. That's really interesting, Kimberly. I thought it was interesting too. When it I, is. We're just not, but I think they have a much more, they, they seem to understand that this body is just such an avatar and they really seem to have a better understanding of, you know, how the soul continues on and on and on if, if the soul chooses to. Yeah. I'm going to rewind a little bit and have you talk about, you've had some different paranormal experiences. Do you want to share some of that with the audience? I think the first yeah, one you I mean, had when you were 20, maybe you said you had. Oh, um, it's up to you, whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> Such freedom. No, I've had a number of paranormal um, experiences. My first experience um, when I worked with the police with um, an exorcism was I was called in to a developmentally uh, disabled home and they were having the residents were falling into fits of possession and seizures and not just one person but like numerous people randomly and they finally came to the conclusion which is really weird that they did that this might not be medical or chemical or poison or explainable but it might be paranormal Mm. so they're like we'll have this cheap crack pot you know who's 20 years old come in and you know so and assess the situation really crazy actually if this even happened so i go in this place and immediately i could feel demonic presence i you just feel it and i'm like oh crap maybe i'm in over my head you know but i pretended like i didn't care and i knew what i was doing right. and uh we as i was walking through one of the residents actually fell into a seizure in front of me and he was looking at the ceiling and he was saying don't hurt me father and so i look up at the ceiling and there is the most nasty dark huge gremlin like being on the ceiling and that he's calling father So um, at the time I did exorcism differently than I do now, I would have totally handled it differently. But at the time I did the whole more like Christian Catholic mix of, you know, an exorcism. So I did that. The creature disappeared. The guy stopped seizing. They got medical help. And then they're like, well, we can't like have you here all the time. Like you didn't solve anything. And I didn't. All I solved was that incident that just happened in front of me so i'm like well let me walk through the building and see if i can like sense see figure out like the root like why is this happening why do these beings feel so comfortable here and um i walked into uh the staff room and they have the staff lockers and i said can you get permission from everybody can i i mean i'm not going to touch anything can i just look in there can like you open the door and i can just look in their locker because i felt this like heartbeat like pervasive oh my god from this locker i know i sound like a movie it's so weird and and so they open up all the lockers and in one of the lockers there's a satanic altar with a satanic bible wow all it takes it it actually takes a lot less than that so basically that person was opening up to me this portal where these beings just felt comfortable just coming in so um they did end up I don't know how they did it because of laws and stuff, but they figured out a way they did eventually get rid of the staff member um, because the staff member was actively practicing against this place. It wasn't just like they were practicing their religion. They were, you understand they were. Yeah. Well, that's like the guy, that's like the designer at target right now, designing all the stuff for target. Have you seen this? (laughs) I'm sorry. As you're telling me this story, I'm thinking to myself, the designer at target, their head designer is part of the satanic Cool. Did you know that? Yeah. And that's yeah, why people, yeah. And that's why people are not going into target because I they didn't have, know that. well, yeah. Cause you have w- women's bathing suits with bulges with men's bulges. Yeah. And people are protesting and not going to target. And then I it came out. Crazy. yeah, yeah isn't that crazy? But that it's what you said. It takes that one person. Well, imagine a person that's at the top of the deal. The food chain doing that. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point. So, I mean, that was one of my first experiences with like working with the police in like occult crimes, you know, um, when I was 20 and um, not necessarily my first exorcism, but I started doing exorcisms when I was 20. Yeah. Now, I want to know what you think about what's going on right now. You talked about going into Walmart, seeing things attached to people. I see this a lot. I see it because, and I want to know your feeling on it, because they're fearful and they've let, they've chosen the dark instead of the light. Is that what you think too? I do. And I think it, it's as easy as, 
you know, we're watching all this stuff on Netflix and we're watching all this stuff and a lot of it's sexual, a lot of it's violent, a lot of it is horror, a lot of it's dark. I think we're just opening. I see so many holes, not just the one I was talking about, but people's fields are so holy. Even um, as much as I'm not anti necessarily anti-marijuana, I'm also not necessarily pro-marijuana, but marijuana and all these drugs that, and we're drug culture, at least in America, we're pretty heavy drug mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I took a picture of now my daughter's fiance, but years ago, he was a big pot smoker. And I took a picture of him outside the grocery store and you can see all the holes in his field. The camera captured his aura and you could see all the dents and divots and holes in his field. And that's our protection. And you talked about how you push it out and you keep people out. Mm -hmm. You're consciously managing your energy field. These are not usually awake people. They're not consciously managing their energy field. They're not repairing the holes. They're not sealing the holes. They're not raising their frequency. They're not raising their light or their light score. They don't know how to bring in. They don't know this stuff. So it's just, you know, as they age, people wonder why their lives become worse. They they can't get over depression or their bank accounts are empty. I think a lot of it's because they're, if you're not fixing it, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And a lot of these people are possessed by different energies, including a lot of human discarnates. And so there's not just one soul in there. There's three, four, five people running the show. People can, and then we're not even talking about altars, which we split ourselves into altars, you know, under trauma. And then the outside programs and corporations also split us into altars, depending who you are and what's going on, you know, here in the game. So there's a lot of layers to this. It's not like one answer, but I think the unawake have horrible energy hygiene. They, you know, eat the wrong things. I mean, they go to bars, they go to concerts, they go to sporting events. And the beings are like, hey, that body looks better than this body. You know, that's a higher frequency body. I can harvest more. I can get more energy. And you just said it right there. And that's what people need to understand. And that's why I have to watch my frequency because they want, they steal your energy because they can't manufacture their own. Right. That's it. That's it. It's really crazy. It's all energy, you guys. Everything is energy. What we think, what we feel, what we say, where we go. And it's gotten to the point. I'm really glad you brought this up because it got to the point where I don't like to go into crowds at all. I I don't want to say I isolate, but I feel like I do. I have to force myself to go and do things because I don't want to feel like I can't even go and get a massage anymore. That's all I'm going to oh, say. Really? Yeah. And really? I won't get into that. Yeah. But- oh, dude. So do you, do you get attacked or do beans or do you pick up? I just feel drained. I just feel drained. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I feel drained. Like in the beginning I didn't, but now I do. So I have to switch people. Mm. You know, and it's, and that's tough. I didn't even think that the massage person could just be sucking your energy, not giving you. And not even realizing it that they're doing it. I don't think. Oh no. Right. Right. But yeah, like the first couple of times you feel good and then you don't feel good anymore. And then you're like, oh, and you don't want to realize it, but it's true. It's how it works. It's how it works. And people don't realize, like you said, oh, well, I don't want that body anymore. That body's got more light energy. So they go over here. And and that's they want power too. So if there's someone that doesn't have any power or isn't an older and, you know, an older soul, they're going to jump to somebody who through all time and space has been a more powerful being. They're going to go to where they have a chance to taste or experience or wield more power too. Right. Now, have you felt, has this happened to you as well? Or it does happen to you or you just don't go out? No, it just happened to me um, yesterday. And what I've learned recently, that's been so shocking to me, who, you know, it's, you know, we're always learning. Uh, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I've been getting jumped, which I never used to get jumped at all. And now I'm getting jumped from opening texts from certain people and opening emails from certain people. Oh, shit. I know. It's so easy. Like me. Excuse my I, French. <laughs> no, no. I keep track of my energy field. I have I tools know. to measure well, it and mm-hmm. see my aura. And I'm getting jumped. That's frightening to me. If I'm getting jumped two, three times a week. How, how much is my next door neighbor getting jumped? Well, or yeah. My, my pets or know? people who don't realize it. Yeah. And I hate that when they attack my pets, cause I've had that, you know, and it's I, my, yep. yeah, my pets acting weird or something. I'm like, yes. oh, there's yes. something going on. That's, Do you work with pets too? I, I kind of, well, I'm one of those pet people. I would say there's three kinds of pet people. 
there's people that are like, oh yeah, that's a cute dog, you know, and they'll feed it and water it. Then there's the people that are like, oh yeah, this dog is nice and I'm really affectionate. I treat it really well and I cuddle and kiss it. Then there's the people like me that merge with all their pets. Yeah, this is part <laughs> of my, yeah. Pets. yeah I'm, I am my pet. That's the kind of person I am. But yeah, we work with pets a lot. As a matter of fact, in the class we just finished, we used a lot of pets as examples. And it's so funny. I had this little dog. She's one pound and she used to bark and attack everybody but me that would come in the house. They worked on her in class and now she's not doing that. Oh, she I wonder why. Nice. She's more calm. She was jumped. She was jumped. Oh, and she had something in her. My students delivered her. So I'm like, thank you. I'm going to start using all my dogs. <laughs> oh and my gosh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I work with pets a lot because not all the pets, but you know, some pets, and this might be controversial, but I found it to be absolutely true. Um, some pets are empty. Like they're like cute little avatar because all pets have eye implants. So they use our pets. They're like furry spy cameras. We all have eye implants too. So it's really interesting and long story how they do that, but they can do a lot with CERN. CERN is actually not what they and tell who's you. who's doing it. this? And who's doing this? These are the oh. ETs doing this? This is, well, the cabal, but the cabal is the Draco reptilian. So right. it. And not just the cabal, the Galactic Federation, the planet, the, I always call it the Galactic Federation of non-light. Not that they're evil, they're not, but the Galactic Federation, I'm probably gonna pay for this, but the Galactic Federation is conquering, they're conquering body. They have different dimensional levels, they have different structural levels, they do good, it's just like people. They do good things and they do things we might not consider good. Mm-hmm. If you're a planet being overtaken against your will from the Galactic Federation, you might not think that's good. But if you're the Galactic Federation that wants this planet, you might think you're good. So these agencies, space or in the game agencies, they're not good or bad. It's kind of your perspective and which side you're on, you know, depending on what they're doing. But the, the cabal does a lot of um, a lot of the implanting, the military, industrial military complex. Um, I call it on and off game because we have Solar Warden, which is the daytime. I know a lot of people in the daytime, in the body, that work for Solar Warden. Um, Lockheed Martin, they kidnap a lot of the engineers, um, literally kidnap um, in the daytime or nighttime, doesn't matter, but they kidnap a lot of the engineers from that and they force them to work on uh, alternate reality projects. They force them through the jump gates. A lot of them, they force in meetings with aliens. I know a lot of people uh, that are my friends. One guy's missing a finger because they cut off his finger and they replaced it with a robotic for you know meetings so i mean this stuff's happening in the daytime but we're not told so solar warden does a lot of that um because they want to keep this is a complicated game that they want to keep track of and they want to keep control of what's the um what's the motivation here at this point we're all seeing more we're all seeing more ships we're mm-hmm. all becoming more aware uh whistleblower came out a couple of days ago i don't know if you saw it in the news oh i didn't he- yeah, he was, um, and I had it sitting here. I read it to the audience, but he just came out and uh, talked about all the ships that the United States has co- have confiscated, alien ships, and, you know, how we have reproduced them and all of yeah. this. And it's starting to come out. So what do you feel like, and and I had a gentleman on, you know, Lester actually, Val- Velez was talking about this, where he feels like he had talked to a guy who was former, um, I don't know if it was FBI, but he just said that, he felt like between Labor Day and Thanksgiving, we would have an interaction. I don't feel that way. I feel like it's going to be a couple more years, personally. I agree with you in the timeline. My prediction is three to five years, Star Wars bar. You don't know what that means? Look up the Star Wars bar scene. Three to five years, You will. we will not be talking about this because we will be walking with them in their original avatars. We're not talking about the shape-shifting stuff, none of that we're going to be mixed race game. I mean, mixed, you know, Everything. outer space race game. And Everything. yeah, like the Star Wars bar where, you know, human avatars, um, elemental avatars, Chewbacca's, you know, based on the Sasquatch. Um, you think that's the plan, Kimberly, that we all integrate finally? Yeah. I mean, what's the, the plan, you know? because up- Upgraded. Number one, I, the game right now is at 3.5. Also depends on what timeline you're on. On the timeline I'm on, the game's 3.5. Some people seem to be really plugged into the lower timeline still, but they are upgrading the software um, in the game. So really they're upgrading it to like a 4.0. So everybody's like, I'm opposite of everybody else because like we're already on the quantum system. I used to not keep my money in the bank. I keep almost all my money in the bank now because our money's safe. 
And a lot of people are opposite. A lot of people are like, I've gotten, I'm getting rid of all my gold, all my silver, all my, because I can see the timelines. At least I can see my timeline. That's all that matters to me. Of course. I know that sounds bad, but you know. So what do you see happening with the monetary system? You see it going to a digital currency, it being just fine. Oh, it's going to be perfectly fine. Okay. I keep hearing about, and this just could be uh, them feeding us, you know, lies, but I keep hearing about Russia and China trying to take over. So the dollar isn't the, you know, currency, the number one currency anymore that it is, you know, to be exchanged, that it will be different. It will be China and Russia who will be in charge of this specific currency. Um, And the devaluation of the dollar, I think, is what concerns me more than anything. Not that it's in the bank, but the devaluation of. Oh, right, right. Um, You know, a lot of people predict, you know, horrible things, like you said, huge devaluation. I don't see that happening anytime soon. Is there a slight possibility? I'm going to say the way I see timelines is I see timelines um, in, well, I only look at five. So I look at the timeline I'm on and then the two above, which are higher frequency, and then the two below. And when I, when you talk about that, I only see that, I see that even outside the five timelines and the five timelines are the most likely to happen. So your most likely negative timelines to happen, timeline you're on, and then the most likely positive timelines, if you make a few butterfly effect action decisions, you know. Mm -hmm. So I just want to make sure that I'm telling the audience everything. The more I connect, I think the biggest thing that I can teach the audience, and I keep reiterating this, they probably think I'm nuts, but is to connect with the divine, connect with that higher energy. I don't care what you call it and bring, yeah. And bring up the energy from the mother, you know, from our creator, from the earth too. If I could get everybody to do that, I think we would be balanced. What do you think? I do. Everybody's like, oh, you're so amazing. Whatever you can get information from anywhere. I'm like, so can you? Right. Yes. I mean, no, really? Yeah. And they're like, no, my sense you have to activate. I'm like, no, you just have to connect. You really do. So, uh, and when I look at energy fields, probably you too, I see a lot of disconnection. I see people disconnected from their oversoul. So their oversoul is there, but this perspective, you know, versus all their other perspectives of other places that they're in, because all time is now, everyone you've ever been, you know, is running. Everything you ever will be is running right now. Do you know the incredible resource you alone are? Like if you can connect to all your past lives and all your mistakes and correct them, which we can is another story. And you can see the choices you make in the future and correct them before you even make. I mean, it's just so amazing. Like, yes, yes, yes. I agree with you. Yes. Cause I, I, we've been talking about this. And so we can help the generations before us and after us. So what I do here, the more I can raise my frequency and connect, I'm helping my relatives behind me and ahead of me which is so flipping cool, I think, because, and I figured this out too. And I want to know what you think, Kimberly. I believe it helps your inner child. So when I was a little kid, what I'm doing now to motivate that little kid from, do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. I just went to see a a high level psychic when I was in Sedona. I I went to prove that I was trying to play a trick and see if like a psychic would recognize that I'm psychic. And I got kind of, did you get caught? kind of like on me because he was just getting the same information like you said from the all like I was totally connected so but it was really cool I started crying in the session because one of the things he said is he said the work that you're doing now he said you have redeemed your genetics in your children which is kind of what you're saying about your inner child and I just started weeping because I'm like wow to, for a mother to hear that like what a gift like it almost makes, and you said it's been really hard for you here. And it's been really hard for me here in this body up until, especially the age of 43, like hell, to be honest with you, but to hear that, like, it's not for not that there's actually been redemption that another soul can see. It was like freaking amazing. So I totally agree with you. The work that you and I do each day, as we, you know, purify ourselves and connect and bring the frequency up and then radiate out is profound. And it, it affects the past. It affects the future. It affects the collective it affects multiple realities and dimensions that you and others are in. It's really sweet. It's really precious. Yeah. You know, and just, God, you're so right on, man. That's what I think too. And me doing the show, I think not to be weird or anything. And this is not from ego. I'm just going to, this is not the ego talking. I'm just going to tell you something. I believe my voice heals. I believe oh. I was sent here with a certain voice 
So whether you are realizing it or not, when you're listening or watching the show, you're getting healed. I'm starting to wonder if we're the same person. <laughs> I say that too. No, and people say Do that. Do you think that? Do you feel that no, too? I know that. I know. As a matter of fact, in the past oh three weeks, God. two people, well, I did a process, but I think it's partially who we're being, Nancy. It's our being. People come into our presence. Sounds like ego. I'm sorry, you guys. But people come into our presence of a certain frequency and you, it's like, I think it's like how Jesus and the masters are. You do not leave if we're doing our work and we're being holding what we're supposed to hold. Uh, and I'm sure we slip in and out, Nancy. I'm oh, yeah. not all, oh, yeah. either. you know, I'm more powerful and potent at times and not so powerful and potent at times. Right, right. But if we're doing our work and we're on point, I really think, and people call me a catalyst, you do not leave. And that can be good and bad. And I can tell you many stories and you could probably too, but you do not leave my presence unaltered. And so when you get two people like us together on this show, like, I think this is going to be a power. I think this show, it doesn't matter what we're talking about. We can talk about aliens. We can talk about Star Wars. We can talk about trees, talk about fairies. We can talk about books. We can talk about food. Doesn't matter. But just being in, like you and I are very close to the same frequency, the presence of our being it, this is going to be a beautiful show, you know? God, thank you for saying that. That really makes me happy. You know, the whole idea is to help people and to get people to realize, you know, to be happy and to be joyful, you have to connect with the divine. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's all you guys just to connect. And, you know, a lot of times you have to go through tragedy to finally mm -hmm. say, and that was me. I was like, I had always connected and I was connecting and I was connecting, but then I went through a really horrible situation where it's like, okay, this is it, man. I'm going to work on myself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times it takes that darn tragedy in your life for you to go, okay, what do I need to work on to be a better person to figure out? Cause it's not the other person's fault. And I'm in this too. Right. That, that's the thing. Right. It's, it's really hard to work on yourself and to realize, you know, like I work on myself all the time and I go, I even go back and I shouldn't, you know, like, Oh God, I should have done it this way. Or I could have done it that way, but I'm a different person because I worked on myself. Does that make sense? Totally. No, I don't think, I think part of the reason why I'm where I am today in my career is because I realized at the age of 43, you know, when I had kind of this huge breakdown that I wasn't doing the work. I was Talk talking about this. What happened to you? Talking the work. I actually went into, uh, I mean, literally I had a mental physical uh, breakdown. I went totally catatonic for nine months. Whoa. Yeah. Totally catatonic. You were um, talking it, but you weren't walking it. No, that's what I mean. I was talking the work teaching the work, but I wasn't being the work. Oh my goodness. And that's so a no, that's I, a no, no. Yeah. And I got, I felt like I got brought to my knees and I actually thought I'd never do this work again. I thought I'd never be well-known, thought I'd never have a healing business, paranormal, psychic, anything. I thought I was just going to have to be a normal person because it, it really broke me. But what I emerged out of that was a totally new person doing the work, wanting to increase my frequency, wanting to purify you know, wanting to walk my talk, wanting to be completely authentic and bringing forth that in, you know, that all time, all space being all those little pieces and parts of everyone I've ever been, I wanted to bring forward into kind of like an arrow point of the now. And, and I think I've been fairly successful and I still work on it every day. Wow. That's amazing. Talk about the classes that you have. Yeah. So we have different, um, you know, I do, it's so funny. I never do a live event. I never do a class unless it comes in. And I think you understand what that means. Like I don't force a class. I don't sit there and strategize and, you know, what would sell or, you know, so when something comes in, I feel really that my students or the collective has called it in Nancy and that it's an appropriate time. So like we just did, you know, merging and depossession, yeah. uh, which I might sell evergreen sometime, but where it was a really experiential where, you know, I taught the principles and then I'm like, okay, little birdies. Now you're going to, you know, we use pictures and people and examples and I give them homework and then we check their homework publicly. I mean, you know, there were 30, 40 people in there and they did amazing. They, they learned how to clear themselves, Nancy, which is, you know, wow. that's really powerful. You not have to call someone else or not have to consult to be able to clear your home and your pets and your land and yourself is really. It empowering. took me a while. Yeah. And I, I didn't real, and I want to say this to you because for a long time, I didn't think I had the power to do it myself. I thought yeah. I had to call somebody else. I just want yeah. people to realize that. And I finally realized it took me a while that I can do it myself. It's a confidence yeah. thing. 
It is. And and that's why, you know, and then it, eventually we came to this point in the class where one by one, they went before the class and they were standing in their own power all by themselves. We were there to help, mm-hmm. you know, we were there to support. And I was just so proud of them. Like they caught on so quickly, you know, and it was really cool to watch. So we just came through that. I have two monthly classes. I have ultimate awakening, which is a, like right now we're doing um, healing your land and home. So it's woo woo stuff, but it's kind of acceptable consciousness, mainstream woo woo stuff. And then I have ultimate elite, which is monthly. And it's, it's, you know, we're going to talk about aliens. We're going to talk about uh, codes. We're going to talk about, um, you know, what was Atlantis really? Where is Atlantis? We're going to talk like really woo-woo crazy stuff. Fine. And people love that too. So we have that. Um, and then I have a live event coming up in um, end of October and it's four days. And um, it's going to be a really, I even forget what I called it right now because I'm like blanking, but it's going to be where kind of what we were just talking about, where for two days, I have two other healers that are supporting me and bookending me. Uh, but we're going to be doing group one-on-ones where we have a horseshoe but then you sit in the middle and you get your one-on-one time for a long time. And we're going to be going back into past lives and we're going to ask people what one subject, love, money, whatever you want, career, you know, whatever you want, you know, and we're going to pull the lives and the timeline enemies that are affecting your life today. Cause we also see a lot of people in your lives, you guys that have been in other lives that you don't know. Sometimes those people are conscious and know they're your timeline enemies. Often they don't, but they're the people that are working against you because you guys are playing out this infinity loop of scripts that you've played out in other lives. Okay. So I have the ability to see that and we're going to go back. We're going to rewrite those, pull it. So by the time that you leave that event, that should be reflected very quickly in your bank account, in your relationships, in your career, because we've corrected those bad scripts and enemies, you know, they'll become your friends and take that out. And as we heal one by one, you know, 15, 20, 25 people, we're healing, obviously for the collective eventually, but we're really right. healing one there. Yeah. So it will be really exciting. I'm excited about that. Well, yeah, because you're doing really good work because as you're healing and teaching these people and they heal themselves, they're just another light Yeah. that goes on. And there's so many more lights, you know, that are, I, I love Chris- it. That's the best. It's the best to see well, them yeah. be empowered. That's really why I think I'm here um, to model, hopefully some of the end result of that, but also to teach really practically tools and ways to do what I do. So you don't have to pay me or you or anyone, I know. To answer your questions, right. And, you know, and and we're this, you know, a lot of us, just just because I'm very, very psychic, it's hard for me to read myself a lot of times Mm. because- well, yeah, like I'll, I'll ask my angel. Okay. What do you think? And she'll tell me. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And even though I know she, if you ask me, if you ask me and she's tell, I would, you would be like, oh yeah, that's right. But you know, I actually have to go, oh, it's harder when it's you to answer your own questions. It really is. It is for me anyway. I don't know. Do you have that too? It's hard for me to answer kind of the day-to-day stuff. Like, should I do this? Should I do that? Should I go out with him? Yeah. Should I- like those kind of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. But, but yeah, that my kind of stuff. I can see my timelines and I usually don't look because who wants to live a life they've already seen? Like I like kind of the ups and downs of life. Like I know where I end up, who I end up with, what he looks like, where we live, what our house looks like. Like I know all that. I've like peaked at the end, which sometimes you have to because it, if it's sweet, it kind of keeps you going. And of course, guess what? I can choose something different. So if I don't want that, I just change it. And that's what I love teaching the most is active, how to create. And if you want to change, you can change. But that once you get past a certain frequency, and I think you know this too, Nancy, you gate, like I've already gained the gate. So I know how to hack the computers. I know how to have exactly the life I want. The life I have now is a life I've created deliberately. It's everything matches everything. And if I, I've kind of been lately going through maybe what you've kind of been going through, which is like cleaning up my life, reorganizing my life, refreshing my life, reevaluating my life. Do I want this? And guess what, you guys, if I want something different, I'm just going to create something different. You right. know, well, we're not taught that. Yeah. Well, what I've learned is, and I've taught the audiences first, I taught about the spoken word and the vibration and what you oh, say. I love that. And now I teach them about what you think, because that's what I've figured out. It's what you think. So Mm -hmm. I, I'm not, you know, I don't, I can't see the timelines, but I know 
that I'm getting ready. Like I can feel that I'm getting ready to catapult into something else. So I better have my ducks in a row. And that's what I, I keep getting. That. Yeah. I keep getting, my you know, rule. my favorite rule, Nancy, not to interrupt you. I just, it tags on what you're saying. I don't want to forget. No, go ahead. Everything, you can everything you can imagine is real. That's, that's the number one rule of the game. If you don't know any other rules about this reality, if you really sit and think about what I just said, you've got it all. Everything you can imagine is real, which is what you were just saying, your thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm just, yeah. And so I'm preparing because I've put it, I put it out there. I put the intention out to the universe and now, that. but I don't want to, you know, I don't want to do it half halfway. I want to do it properly. And they're not letting me do it halfway. And I'll just tell you this <laughs> because I tried to do, oh my God. I won't get into detail, but I've tried to do a couple different things recently for advertising and they stopped me. Like they wouldn't let wow. the computer work. Uh-uh. And they're like, Nancy, you need to get your website in order before you. It's like, I always oh, try to put, oh, yeah, I always try to put the cart before the horse. And now, and I'll even say, okay, 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 okay. I get it. You guys are in charge. I'm not. All right. Fine. God's in charge. Whoever they're telling me because if it goes smoothly I know it's meant to be but if it doesn't flow it's not something I'm supposed to do and I'm finally to the do you know what I'm talking about oh totally you know what's so funny though again maybe you're the same guys too because they're like this website has old energy girl they're like redo this website <laughs> so they're on me about the same things it's so funny yeah like, don't get steps don't do this before yeah you do this. and then I I couldn't fix it and there and I get this thing like somebody comes on my show and the affirmation is like, uh, uh, loosen your grip and enjoy security. And I'm like, all right, fine. I'll spend money and hire someone, you know? (laughs) So it's like, what, what I'm saying is bottom line is you start paying attention that when things don't go well, it's not, it's not that you're supposed to go that way. Change your direction. It's really, it's not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be, uh, we call it like my girls and I call it in my clients, pushing the energy. If I'm pushing the energy, I need to stop, just freeze, stop, evaluate, and then maybe go a different direction because it's not supposed to be that hard. Yeah. That's what I'm learning right now. That impatience. (laughs) Patience is a hard one. I'm so glad you came on the show today. You know, if people want um, to get into one of your classes or if they want to just chat with you. I mean, how can they sure. connect with you, Kimberly? Yeah. So it's pretty easy to connect with me. Um, secret to everything.com is my way, main website. Three um, goddess oracles.com is my light code website uh, with a couple of business partners of mine. I have secret to everything on Etsy and we have a box on um, secret to everything.com where you can write questions or connect with me um, and yeah, get on my mailing list and stuff. She's and one of the free stuff yeah. on there. Yeah. You're one of the coolest people, coolest psychics that I've met. And she's very, very good. I love you. I think we just are really close in what we like teach and how we see life. And maybe, you know, we've, we've always kind of clicked from the beginning. So thank you so much for getting me on. You know, I really appreciate it. Yeah. We'll have you back for sure. All right, you guys, I'm going to get out of here for today. If you want to get with Kimberly again, give your website one more time. It is secret to to everything.com. Okay. All right, you guys. This is Nancy Yearout. If you want an angel reading, my website's looking better. Um, go to nancyyearout.com and you can book your date and time and I'll give you messages from the angelic realm. I hope everybody has a fabulous week and God bless.